Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Todd Phillips' Joker laughs all the way to the box office, prompting the question, which DC villain is next to get their own solo film? I'll tell you who's not laughing, Jared Leto. Today on DC Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest (laughs) heroes. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe. When the the twin powers activate. Form of toffee. (laughs) Was that coffee or toffee? I got confused again. You toffee? Know, I was going for coffee, but then I didn't want to be the liquid again. So you then have I did a coffee. coffee. Right there. I know it's a tea. It's a tea. I panicked. I panicked. Oh. I couldn't think of an animal. All of a sudden, all of the words were blank, and toffee was the only thing that came out. I don't even know if I know what toffee is. I mean, toffee is like God. What is toffee? I should really know. <laughs> It's sort of like caramel. Right. Toffee. I don't know. And is that a solid or is it it a liquid? Ryan, in the booth, is it too late to redo this? (laughs) We're in, huh? We're We're pot committed? We are in. Welcome to DC Movie News, everyone. Um, This is your time, of course, as usual, to chime in on caramel, toffee, coffee, caramels, whatever you like. Uh, And then in doing that, we will also discuss the news in the world of. DC and all those things that relate, and we are uh, we are so happy to be here with you as we are always on the Popcorn Talk Network Fridays at one p.m. I'm so highly disappointed in myself right now. Not as highly disappointed <laughs> as I am, and my ire is drawn to one Miss Roxy Stryer to my left. That is me. I am she. I swear, and this is a genuine promise. I will do better today than what I just brought you. I think it would be better for you, and I'm saying this as a friend to say I'm going to try to do better. Okay, good because point. Because otherwise, we you're don't know. Writing checks, your ass can't get. Yes, yeah, so you know? I will do my very best uh, yeah. to do better on this show today. <laughs> That's great. This is why people think that I eat too many sandwiches before the show, if you're a How I Met Your Mother friend. I mean, you got that reference. Garth McMurray is always going to let us know that you can put toffee in your coffee. Which well, it would. It would melt and it would make it like sweet coffee. That's what I was going for. Uh, I like that Popcorn Talk just wrote, hashtag DC Toffee. Let's get it trending, guys. DC Toffee in the house. Woof, baby, woof. Good thing we have better things to talk about today. Yeah, so let's talk about the fact that uh, a little film uh, called Joker is out. And, um, you know, whether at first we thought, oh, yeah, it broke a Thursday night record. You know, it's looking pretty good. Oh, wow. Good opening weekend. But will the hype die down? Guys, no. This movie went on to set a record Tuesday. And most recently, it set a record opening week. For the month of October, 
Um, proving that, guess what? Uh, major comic book properties owned by DC and Marvel are still strong and still dominate the box office. But what about superhero fatigue? Well, this is how you get around superhero fatigue, is you take a genre and you continuously reinvent it and you make sure that there are movies for different kinds of people. Like in the past year, you have a, uh, or a year and a half, you have Aquaman and Joker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just two totally different films. And I got to say, the I don't even think people realized that Joker was going to be so much fun to interpret and talk about. I don't think people realized that there was going to be something to interpret. Like, there's this film isn't a straight-ahead film, and that's what's making it, I think, rewatchable. Agreed. Let's talk a little bit more about this box office, because all, all of the records, uh, we were the number one opening weekend. Of I like o- how she says we. Yeah, because I feel committed at it's this point. Team. Of October. We were the number four R-rated film in ever. This was the number four opening for an R-rated film uh, and we also were number one, including domestically, last, including, internationally uh, for October. It, everything like we topped all of the box offices. Number one for Todd Phillips opening weekend. Number one for Robert De Niro opening weekend. Number one for Joaquin Phoenix opening weekend. All of the stars of this. Number one for them as well. Uh, quick trivia for you: What was number two for Robert De Niro? His number two ever opening yes. film. Yes. So pretty, wait, was this his number one? This was his number one. Robert De Niro's number, number one o- two mm-hmm. opening film. Oh my goodness. Oh god, I know it's gonna be like not a big De Niro film, but one he was in like this. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Give me a hint. Give me a give me a hint. It's a sequel. Oh my god, what sequel is Robert De Niro? Oh. No, it can't be Godfather 2. Meet the Fockers. <laughs> of course. Oh my it is God. Meet the Fockers. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense because that's a sequel to a hugely successful comedy. But it made about 40 something, and so this more than doubled it. Uh, Can huge, I tell you a funny story about Meet the Fockers? Epic. Yes, I would like Here's to hear. Here's a funny Robert De Niro story about Meet the Fockers. So you might have heard that Robert De Niro uh, has assistants that work for him. It's recently been in the news. So when he was doing Meet the Fockers, my friend Oren was his assistant, and he played us messages from De Niro, like confused that he couldn't hook up his TV and this and that, and also this thing, this uh, this martial arts Grav Maga. I want to know about that. Uh, Oren, I was in a play. Oren got Ben Stiller and De Niro to come see our play, and I have pictures with De Niro was from play? that play. Uh, it was an original play that somebody did from uh, from Syracuse. I'm you were acting in it. I was acting in it. So and De, Niro De Niro was in it. I saw De Niro in the back like this. De Niro has seen you act. Oh my god, yeah, it was probably one of the most for- I'm it's losing probably time it he right can't now. have back in his life. Damn. Yes. So uh, I met the man, uh, and uh wow, I'm I, I'm just yeah, I'm so so over the moon about this film and how people are talking about it. Have you rewatched it yet? Have you gone back? No, I have not seen it a second time, have you? I have not, no, I'm waiting to go see it with my girlfriend. I thought that that was happening already. No, yeah, it didn't happen, but it is definitely happening. And I've been talking with people about the film. I'm not gonna give any spoilers away right now. But, you know, there's a lot of things where you could say, well, maybe that happened, maybe that didn't happen. Because the film employs a little bit of an unreliable narrator, it's from the point of view of somebody that is mentally ill. And so we're not told that everything, as the film tells you, is exactly as it happened. In fact, you're given evidence in the film that it's not, which prompts the question, 
did certain things really happen? Major events in the film. What is real? Uh, and, and will we ever know? I, I would say, unless we do get a sequel, uh, I don't know that we ever will know. Do you think we will get a sequel? Well, there has been a lot of talk about a sequel, especially this last week. Considering the damage this did at the box office, as a studio, you would be stupid to not at least think about a sequel. And of course, anybody who's interviewing either Todd Phillips or Joaquin Phoenix, the two people involved that seemingly you would need to be involved again for a sequel to pass have been being questioned about this. At first, the conversation, Adam, seemed to be, no, there will not be a sequel. And slowly, it does seem to be transferring shape to maybe if the story was right. I do believe we are going to get a Joker 2 in some capacity. How do you feel? Uh, Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if I want a sequel to this movie. I'm but not do you s- think we will? Uh, no. I'm going to err on the side of no. And I okay. think that I think that Todd Phillips has that on the table right now. I think everybody's very hot on the movie. I think Warner Brothers wants them to make a sequel. I also think, and we're gonna. This is gonna kind of take us into our next story. Um, Warner Brothers probably doesn't have immediate plans for Joker in the Batman movies. Anytime soon. If they're they're looking at this as like, you know, investing in this world of Joker, um, I just don't know if uh, if, uh, Matt Reeves has any immediate Joker plans. Let's talk about the things on the table right now. On Jared Leto's IMDb, there are two movies currently in production with the Joker. One of them is a Joker Harley movie. One of them is a Joker untitled project, okay? So those are the two that are currently... They're on his IMDb. They're on his IMDb. You can go ahead and edit those right off. So uh, maybe that's true, maybe that's not, but those are two things that are currently in talks. Then we also right now are talking about if there will or will not be a Joker 2 movie, and then like you just mentioned, the Batman, and if in that universe there will be a Joker, and of course we've got a The Suicide Squad, and are they going to touch a Joker? We know we've got plenty of references with Harley Quinn, but are they actually going to possibly see him for a brief cameo? And what about in a Birds of Prey, or in anything Harley's doing. There's so many different areas for the Joker. We have two current live action movie Jokers. Could there be a third Adam? Is there possibility that there is going to be a third Joker in the same time period? Yeah, I mean, if the Matt Reeves uh, Batman film introduces a Joker, that would uh, it's not going to be Jared Leto. And no, it it's probably not going to be Joaquin Phoenix unless That's he's like battling. Likely. Yeah, but I mean, unless you do set the Batman in the 90s, which was a rumor at some point mm-hmm. and, and is unconfirmed. If you set <clears throat> Matt Reeves the Batman in the 90s, then yes, you got to have Joaquin Phoenix be his Joker. But then I don't know that I would want a Batman movie in the same world as this Joker film. I mean, isn't that is that too realistic? Is that too dark? I mean, is he going to be wearing a cape or is he just going to be going out in like black clothes with just like a dark mask? Like I just can't I can't imagine a fantastical Batman in the same world as Jared Leto's Joker. I kind of feel I mean, similarly. As yes, Joker. Joker. I I feel similarly, but let's check in with the chat right now. Again, like Adam said, we are live on Popcorn Talks YouTube page every single Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And in the chat, if you would like to be shouted out live, that's how you can join us. 1 p.m. Fridays. Garth McMurray right now says, I think in Birds of Prey, you'll just see glimpses of Joker, but not full Jared Leto. Yeah, you're going to see the Jared Leto Joker. It looks like in some background shots. It, at least we saw set photos where it looked like Harley was, was leaving him, but 
we don't know if that's in the film or we not. We don't know. Yeah. Say Tama says Jared Leto will probably have a body double it's in Birds of Prey. Saitama. Saitama. Sorry. Jared Leto will probably have a body double in Birds of Prey like Superman in Shazam. Uh, I guess that's always possible. We just see them kind of from the neck down. No Joker 2, please, says Ivan Soto. So it seems like doesn't want a sequel. Falcon Apoda says Joker movie, all right, other than it didn't actually have, you know, the Joker. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of comments like that. I don't necessarily agree, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, Senior nerd, I read a rumor this Joker was meant to be connected to the DCEU, but Leto got super upset, so they have it in a separate world. I don't think that they would change that just because an actor Mm -hmm. like Jared Leto was Mm -hmm. upset. Uh, I don't think he got juice like that. So uh, that is going to take us to what we wanted to talk about next. I did want to just point out that if you would have told me that Joker movie was going to open with a $50 million box office a few months ago, I would have said that's a freaking win for a film like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that is the predicted second weekend coming out in a weekend where you have a major Will Smith uh, Ang Lee film opening and an Adams Family moving and Joker is predicted to, to get 50 million and top both of those. What kind of world are we living in when a man dressed up as a clown gets all of my press? You know, I've seen Gemini Man, Adam, and if for some reason. Can, and he's not getting a sequel. And for, uh, is it going to be think, Gemini 4? I think when they filmed it, they thought so. Oh, boy. If for some reason you are watching DC Movie News a week after Joker has come out, but you have not seen Joker yet, and this weekend you're debating seeing that or Gemini Man, please go see Joker. I think wow. that that would be a, a good thing for you to do for yourself. Because, uh, yeah, it is crazy that that's going to be the second weekend prediction, Adam. And I bet that they're going to do it because of the word of mouth right now. I mean, the buzz on this movie is insane in the membrane. So who's not buzzing about the film is the guy that was playing the current Joker last seen in the first Suicide Squad movie, which is now being sequeled, rebooted, sort of-ish. And that is Jared Leto, who, you know, famously had a lot of on- uh, or on set antics with his cast. Everything we hear about the making of Suicide Squad sounded so much more fun than the actual film. Uh, you know, from like Will Smith taking them all out to movie theaters and bowling to Jared Leto sending all kinds of crap to his co-stars. Uh, apparently, we're hearing reports that this dude was not upset about this film, about its existence, about kind of just being ignored. Um, because he was a good proponent for DC. He was a proud member, much like Henry Cavill. This guy is kind of just being the victim of being in a movie that was not very well received, even though it made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, uh, th- there have been, I don't know if you've been paying attention, I don't know how you could miss it, Adam, but Martin Scorsese has been making many comments about comic book movies and whatnot in yeah. the most recent weeks. Uh, a lot of slack which, is getting by to them the way, not being called cinema. Which, by the way, he made a superhero film. It's called Last Temptation of Christ, and it's awesome. So, like, if that's And people not judge a, that before they saw it as totally. well. Totally! And, so, and I, I saw that film, and it is, it is a great superhero film. It's about a dude that's got crazy powers and a wacky Peter Gabriel soundtrack. So yeah, check and I that love out. Peter Gabriel. But THR did a whole breakdown on Joker's path through production, specifically the early stages when the film was still in the hands of Martin Scorsese, which is why I mentioned him. Yes. And the report chronicles how Scorsese nearly directed Joker, but ultimately moved on. Remember, we talked week was after there week. talks about him directing it? Well, and then it was his production company that was working on it, and then it was the production partner, the woman that but was doing it. I thought it was Todd it, Phillips' 
pitch. There was always talks. There, okay. there were many, many rumors. However, part of that breakdown, we got this uh, this quote. Quote, Sujihara greenlit Joker, which cost less than $70 million, leaving Jared Leto, who played Joker in Suicide Squad, alienated and upset by the movie. End quote. So, so this isn't... So I guess the story here is that uh, it's not Jared Leto alienated... Uh, by the release of the film and the reaction, this is a feeling that he had when it was greenlit, when it was happening, because it seemed like he thought he was signing up to be the Joker and going to be around for a long time, and much like what we're left with with like Henry Cavill, he's kind of just left in the lurch. Yeah. Why do you think that they included in this Sujihara greenlit Joker, which cost less than $70 million? Why do you think that they wanted to make that point? Or do you think they're saying that Jared Leto felt like it wasn't a big budget movie? So why were they leaving him in the dust for something smaller budget? Do you think they, he was saying, if you're going to do something for $70 million, why not put me in it? Why Why did THR include, which costs less than $70 million, leaving Jared Leto, who played Joker in Suicide Squad, alienated and upset? I think it just kind of highlights the fact that it was, if it was a risk on Warner Brothers' part, it was um, a calculatable and a good risk. Like, the low investment of the film kind of made it an easy decision to make. And because of the reaction of Suicide Squad and the whole Zack Snyder kerfuffle, right? Ultimately, you had this whole universe that was tied in big knots. They were planning on doing a Marvel. Like, let's not forget that. When we started this show, the plan was there was a whole slate of movies. We talked about them. Still waiting on that Green Lantern Corps movie, right? There was a plan. So when Suji Horror greenlights that film, it's brilliant because for a relatively small investment, you're doing something with this property that is up in the air right now. We don't know what's happening, and it takes so long to untie this knot that it makes sense to invest in a film that is not definitely not related to anything. It's off in its own time frame. And I can't blame him and them for not knowing where they wanted to go with this Joker because... As I've heard pointed out by other people, this Joker became more of a meme than anything that was appreciated by people. Joaquin's Joker, on the other hand, despite whether you like the film or not, I haven't heard many people say that they didn't like his performance. Some people say that it is a a bit overacted, but... Okay, I mean... We are not those people. It's still amazing. I mean, if it is, it's it's because it's a very broad, you know, super criminal. Like, it, it calls for overacting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I don't think you're having any of that reaction to Leto, who at the time was coming off an Academy Award win. You thought this guy was going to be everything. And, like, I just think he wasn't... I just think it was not a great take. I think David Ayer's take on the Joker was not a great take, and and that's why we don't know if we're going to see it again. Yeah, he's had many quotes about it as well. Jared Leto has tried to play it very under the radar when it comes to talking about the Joker and the future of the Joker. It's probably uncomfortable for him as he doesn't have all the information, but he said, I don't think so. You'd have to ask them about if he'd be returning. Then he also said, I would definitely play the Joker again. It all depends on the script and the circumstances, as it always does. Well, thank you. Uh, from his point of view, too, he signed a contract. When you're contracted for multiple movies, I mean, I have to think, the temptation to be imagining those films happening has got to be pretty great. And I'm not saying Jared Leto is hurting for anything. Especially when it's the character 
Joker. Like, you, right. you know, oh, whoa, baby, that's a big one. Speaking of big ones, thank you so much to Sean Cal26 in the super chat. Boom, boom, boom. Those were my fake air horns. He says, Joker, a unique and creative perspective on a possible comic origin. And thank you. And crushing the numbers, like it or not. Yeah, I like it, which is great. Thank you so much again to Sean Cal26. I want to know from the chat roll, and I want to know from one Miss Roxy Stryer. That's I even want to know. From, from Johnny LaQuasto if he's out there somewhere. Three-part question. Do you think that Robert Pattinson Batman will come across A, Jared Leto, B, Joaquin Phoenix, or C, a different Joker? Or D, no Joker. Or D, no Joker! Because I gotta say, I do not see an obvious answer here. And any answer is if, a total speculation. If it's A, B, or C, I believe it will be Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, so I think in no capacity will Robert Pattinson. Well, actually, I was going <laughs> to say no capacity will Robert Pattinson come across Jared Leto unless Robert Pattinson is our Batman. What do you mean? Unless he is with Gal Gadot and and oh, oh, oh. Ezra Miller and and they Ray Fisher, and, <laughs> so they just make him twenty five years younger unless, for some reason. Unless he's our Batman and we see him as Batman, and he just shows up. He's like, hey guys, and then. Gal's like, oh, I remember in that Justice League movie, like, you looked really kind of old and beaten up, and you were, like, drinking your scotch and stuff. Adam, I for sure think it's a possibility that we see a movie in which Robert Pattinson and Gal Gadot are in the same movie. So, I, I'm, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. These are the big questions, people. This is why you come to DC Movie News. Because I don't see that possibility, and that that is the, the quintessential, the one universe question. Because <laughs> as much as we keep saying, like, oh, they're not doing the connected universe... There's still kind of a connected universe out there I know. that nobody is addressing, and and, and 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 particularly hard to address it now because um, you're riding high on the success of this Joker movie, and it's prompting the question: uh, Are there going to be other villain films? Like, where are you going to go with this concept? Where are you going to go with the hot hand? Essentially, absolutely. Again, another reason you come to DC Movie News because you're feeling generous and you want a super chat, Tim. <laughs> Benro. Thank you so much, Tim, in the chat. The sad truth, watching Leto play Joker was watching a guy trying to recreate Heath Ledger's performance, and Phoenix did his own thing. How do you feel about that, Adam? So Leto was recreating... Heath Ledger while uh, Phoenix was doing his own thing. I don't agree with that. Okay. I do think Leto was doing his own thing. I thought Leto was... I actually really liked Leto. I, see, that's the thing is, I'm not going to get on the camp of, like, hating on Leto's thing either. Like... I don't. I just think that movie was awful. So I think anything that was in it, I didn't like. I didn't even like Batman chasing the Joker in that film. Like, it didn't ever look like Batman to me. Like for some reason, it just it looked like a stunt double all the time. Like it just didn't jive with me. But I don't think that that interpretation of the Joker was the worst thing in the world. Instead of jive with me, we should from now on say jive Courtney. I didn't think that it thing didn't jive Courtney. It Courtney. didn't jive Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is the thing that you say when things coalesce naturally. Like, it just, it, it really jive Courtney. It jive Courtney. That's great. Just for sure it did. What else we got, Adam? Um, well, um, Birds of Prey is a film that's coming out next after Joker. Uh, and that is a film 
that will have some Joker references as well, except they'll be the Leto references. Uh, and then we have some quotes from Miss, uh, Mr. Ewan McGregor. Yes, we do. Here is what he said, and uh, the internet went a little wild, believe it or not, Adam. Sure, I'm sure you believe it. He said, quote, what interested me... Roxy, who really cares what you're saying? Why don't you let me explain to you what he said? Because good. Please mansplain. Yeah, Go because ahead. I don't yeah. know that you really interpreted it well. That's a good point. I'm sure you read it. I just don't know that you get it. Well, can Which I... Which is cute though, right, guys? But Isn't also, can I even read? Uh, Valuable question. It's like probably a glyph thing, yeah. I imagine. You connect emojis. Mm, I, I, I like to be read, too. Oh, mm, that's adorable. Thank okay, you. Okay, why don't you try to sound this out? Okay, what... Interested me with Birds of Prey is that it's a feminist film. It is very finely written. There is in the script a real look on misogyny. And I think we need that. We need to be more aware of how we behave with the opposite sex. We need to be taught to change. Misogynists in movies are often extreme. They rape. They beat women. And Mm -hmm. it is legitimate to represent people like that because they exist and they are obviously the worst. But in the Birds of Prey dialogues, there is always a hint of everyday misogyny of those things you say as a man you do not even realize mansplaining and it's Hmm. in the script in a very subtle way i found that brilliant so what i seem to get from that is like it's a feminist movie but maybe not in the uh over the top kind of like hit you over the head way as it's 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 representing itself right like there are just ways that uh you know, women want to be represented and appreciated, but it's not always like in the extreme coming off of like, yes, someone that is abusive as the Joker. Yes, obviously that's extreme. But you can still treat somebody like crap and right. not and not be a rapist in a subtle yeah. way. Uh, also, most importantly, we have Koi uh, Jandro in the chat right now. No way. Who said? <laughs> Hashtag can Roxy read. Hashtag Roxy can read. Hashtag read Roxy read. Roxy memorized all that. I did. showed her pictures. She does I did. Not I read. just moved my eyes to make it look like I knew what I was doing. I love that he says I only pop in for DC movie news live chats. We love having you, Koi. That's awesome. Uh, he's the absolute best. Uh, Coy, I haven't even talked to you about Joker yet. I gotta know his thoughts. I know he was a big, uh, big fan of the film. And, and again, the, here's the thing with the film. <clears throat> After, you know, talking about whether or not it was, you know, the best film ever or not, like, you can't let go of the fact that it's still a pretty great film. Like, you know, people came out judging it so harshly because of its Golden Lion prize, but it is definitely a provocative film and, 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 and it's got the box office to back it up too which is great Over Venom which is a film that I did not like very much I know Koi liked that film I did too uh, I'm not a fan here because I like that old school Venom you know what I'm saying that stocky Yo, Peter I like Parker that old style. school stuff uh, but if we're going to talk about a world um, oh wait well first did we want to mention uh, the fact that there was uh, some new BVS footage yeah this was a uh, uh, very brief. Gosh, you know how I feel about all of the... Returning oh. to the Snyder world? Yeah, every son. time. I mean, I just feel like we're Apparently unleashing there the Apparently there was beast. a huge representation release. for Snyder Cut at New release York Comic Con. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. You know what? I have 180'd. Release the, ga- release the goddamn Snyder Cut then. Fine. Just to silence just, the masses? Just, I don't even know in what form it exists, but how am I supposed to keep living my life like this, Adam? How long? Are we supposed to live our lives like this? Where what do somebody you think asks, would be your response? If they actually put out a Snyder Cut, do you think that all the release the Snyder Cut people just become satisfied and they just become quiet the next day and you're like, thank you. 
And, that's it, and it goes away. Nobody ever mentions it again. I don't Thank know. You. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you, Warner Brothers. But unused Batman v Superman footage revealed the Doomsday and Wonder Woman battle. Uh, it, I was more excited off of the headline than I was looking at the actual footage. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's from a VFX reel and... It's extremely brief. Um, can we talk about the quotes from uh, Dan Jurgens, who actually uh, created a um, uh, 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 Doomsday character? Do it. Uh, Dooms it. Okay. Do you get what I did there? Uh, Koi says, 2037 Snyder Cut comes out, and it's dot, dot, dot. Fine. <laughs> There's no satisfaction. So, I feel you, Coy. I feel you. Um, so Dan Jurgens was talking about how they changed the origin of Doomsday in the film. And he said, I certainly understood in the Batman v Superman film, which they had to change the Doomsday origin to something that involved Luther for the economy of storytelling. Obviously, if you start to show it, uh, this becomes 15 minutes of the film. At the same time, I think the downside to not working with it more, and this is like the story he created, is when you get down to it, there's something rather horrific, I think, about taking a creature and trying to cultivate something that can evolve to face whatever the obstacle is on a much quicker rate. Now, if you remember, in the original Death of Superman story, or when we get Doomsday's origin, I'm not sure if it was within that volume or something related to that, this was an organism that was cloned and then killed, and cloned and killed, and cloned and killed. Love being cloned and killed. So that this new iteration of this creature could face whatever existential threat immediately and that was the idea of doomsday something that had been grown to to face anything and it was just this ultimate doomsday and they should have put more of his spiky horns on in that film that's all I'll say about that yeah i i know you were a big fan of the horns do you think we'll get a doomsday solo film as we're talking about dc villains is there a world in which we get a doomsday film that ends horrifically with doomsday winning i do not think we are going to get a doomsday solo film at least not in the next 50 years you know i can't predict after that point but there are a ton of solo films that are apparently in talks right now and by in talks What I mean, Adam, is the fans are talking, and who knows if Warner Brothers is listening. This is super-duper rumor mill. Okay. Uh, But I will say, We Got This Covered was talking all about the possibility of new villains getting standalone movies like Mr. Freeze or Riddler. Now, they are saying that they have heard this through the grapevine uh, and that that's what they believe is taking place, that there uh, is going to be a film starring Mr. Freeze and one with the Riddler. Now, this is interesting considering Jonah Hill recently has been in talks possibly to be the Riddler, uh, but we that is in the Batman movie, not in a standalone yeah. Which, movie. Which, by the way, those rumors that, like, He's he was going to be Penguin or Riddler, depending on where his weight was that week. Like I, I really know. hope that's not the case, and and I hope that Jonah Hill was not not wanting to be Penguin because of that. I, I think it sounded like it was a money thing. It sounded like whether not, he's in the movie or not is a money thing, but not a role thing. Because I had heard both. I had heard that like he was going to be this character, but maybe that. Yeah, I I, I, I I hope it was just a money thing, and 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 like I respect the guy enough as an actor that he's going to take whatever role Matt Reeves would put there. Well, we'll see if he's in it at all, but it's just particularly interesting because now that we know we can have two live-action movie Jokers, it opens up the door for two live-action any character, uh, and so we could theoretically have Jonah Hill's Joker in, uh, J- Jonah Hill's Riddler in the Batman, and 
a Riddler standalone that has nothing to do with Jonah Hill. Or Jonah Hill's Riddler in the Batman and a standalone Riddler that is Jonah Hill. Or Jonah Hill has nothing to do with the Riddler and it's somebody else. Right. So there could be multiple Riddlers or no Riddlers at this point. Yes. I like the idea of a Riddler film. It feels like, you know, if if Joker is, um, uh, you know, based on the structure of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, it seems like Riddler film in the vein of like a seven uh, makes a lot of sense, right? Like someone who is just tormenting the police and the city with these different clues and they're trying to figure out what he's going to do. I... I I understand also Mr. Freeze. Everybody loves the Mr. Freeze origin as portrayed in Batman the Animated Series because it's so touching and it's sweet. And it's one of the, the earliest memories a lot of us have is this of the sympathetic villain idea. I think that Mr. Freeze would make a perfect standalone movie. I love Mr. Freeze's story. I would love to see that. I would love to see somebody's take on it. But it is incredibly different than Joker. Joker, who I see as one of the biggest villains of all time with almost zero redeeming qualities. Mr. Freeze does pull at your heartstrings a lot more. And so what people's issue with the humanization of characters definitely could be that. Let's hop in the chat for a second, though, because we have a couple more super chats. You guys are being awesome today. Eli, the creative in here, says, Gordon is black in Matt Reeves universe. I personally like the fact that in the DCEU, Gotham has older characters, and if Ben wants to come back one day and then does the praying hands, he could either to direct and or star in or set up Batman Beyond. I also agree that I would love to see Ben back one day. I don't know if it's happening. I don't know if that's happening. But I would like to see it as well. Tim Fagbenro for his second Super Chat of the day. We appreciate you. What do you guys think about the black mask already showing his face? I know it's a different take, but what? how did they expect the fans to react? Um, so I'm a little uh, unsure about the black mask's history. I'm more familiar from like the Arkham game uh, than anything else. So I- I'm-, I'm curious: is he disfigured under that mask? Like, is that why that's a big deal? I don't understand why. I know people are upset about it. And no, I-, I don't think he's disfigured under the. He mask. just wears the mask. I know he's like the, the, this mob dude. Yeah. Um, I'm not positive, but I will say, uh, not surprised considering they cast you McGregor. So you're not yeah. going to cast you McGregor and then not have just him, have him show. wearing a mask. Yeah, the whole you're time. just not going to do it. Uh, That's what I think too. So when we cast a name actor, I knew that that would be the way that it was. Uh, Ivan Soto says they wouldn't want an attractive actor like you and McGregor in a mask. Or uh, maybe he does get disfigured during the film and then he puts on the mask after that. I mean, that is certainly a possibility, right? Going, Yeah, true. Going back to uh, the standalone villain movies, thank you, Coy. He says, Mr. Freeze movie in all caps. So I, do you really want to go back, though, and exist in a sad world without Batman, though? Do, do, do you guys want that? I'm curious. I don't know that I want that. Even though I love Joker, like... I don't know that I could deal... By the end of it, I was like, I need a hero. I'm all in out for a hero till the end of the night. And he's, he's gotta, gotta be, be strong. That's cool, too. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> what does he gotta do? He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be... Something is gotta be larger to the fight. Larger, larger than life. We'll work it out. For, we'll work that out for next week. He's gotta week, be so. fast. What has he gotta be? Um, he's got. Thank you. Okay. Yep. True. That's it. Yeah. We we so know great. we're holding out to the end of the night, but then what happens? Strong. Fast. Fresh from the fight. So wait a so second. He's gotta be post fight. I need a post Strong, fresh. fast, fresh from the fight. 
Yeah, that means... I don't know. Huh. Oh, boy. Interesting. I don't um, think I need that kind of So hero. the other rumor we should talk about was Lex Luthor as president movie. What do you guys think about that concept? Lex Luthor as... Well, in the comics, Lex Luthor as is president? president of the oh, United president, States. Oh, president, president, yeah, yeah. Long before Donald Trump, okay? DC Comics was predicting exactly what happened in the world long before it happened. Uh, a maniacal, uh, potentially criminal billionaire becomes president in the DC universe. Superman's arch nemesis. Look it up. It happened. Yeah. It seems like that is kind of a layup. Going back months ago, Adam, there were rumors, if you guys remember, I think this was in the spring, about Ryan <laughs> Gothling possibly being in a standalone Lex Luthor film. So how do you feel about Ryan President Ryan Gosling slash Lex Luthor film? What? Um, I don't picture Ryan Gosling as Lex Luthor, but hey. I know, and then Jesse Eisenberg is the other guy who's getting rolled over on this thing. Coy says Tom Hanks, President Luthor. What do you think about that? That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty perfect. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You would love to see Tom Hanks because it would be great to see him as a duplicitous politician because he's so affable and there's just something about the guy that you love. You would love to see him really turn it around. Have we seen Tom Hanks be evil? I don't know. He, he Is was, he capable? He just seems like the nicest human being on the... And, like, Road to Perdition, he was, like, the nicest hitman guy ever. Like, that was... Have we really seen him be a bad dude? I don't think it's happened yet. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston's getting some love in the chat right now, too, as a Luther. So, uh... uh yeah. What's the name I can't say? Satama? Saitama. 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 One punch! Darth said that. Uh, Koi says, America's sweetheart betraying us. That would be uh, the ultimate betrayal. Uh, Tom Hanks, Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know how many more villain films I really want without the heroes, I gotta say. Like, a Lex Luthor film without Superman, to me, sounds boring as anything. But Mr. Freeze, man. Yes, I guess. I you just... were more into Riddler? Um, no, I, I, they're they're great characters. I just... I just don't know that I want it to be without Batman. I mean, like, it just... I don't know how many times you can keep going to that well. And, you know, unless there's a great take. Like, this seemed to be a really great take on the origin of Joker. I don't know that it necessarily... I want a slew of individual uh, villain films. I I mean, right now, I'm I'm here telling you, huge fan of Joker. I don't want it. I want to get back into Batman. You know what well we can go to always, and it will never betray us? What's that? The TV well. Oh, that's right. We can just betray movies altogether and transport into some other universe where, you know, the will of a woman, one named Roxy Stryer, is all that matters. And then my men views are out the... What is going... Wait, can you... Are you looking at this? I need you to see this new... I I wanted everybody to be surprised. For those of you... Did I miss it? For those of you who are on... Apple Podcast, I very highly recommend you switch over to YouTube because if you did not just see what happened for our new TV time, there is an absolutely epic creation by our very own producer, Ryan, who made my little teeny bopper head. I'm watching it now. Hit all of the words like a G. Not quite a teeny bopper. Uh, Why? Because you're not a teen. Oh. 
How old am I? You're not a teen. <laughs> so put it that way. I'm, you know what I'm saying? No. But Ryan, amazing job with that graphic. Thanks, uh, y'all. People in the chat right now are are happy with the graphic as well. A lot of shout-outs to the TV Time Dance. Darth McMurray, Zeno Hour, uh, Ivan Soto, is, uh, Ryan, Daniel Drew. Ryan in the booth, is that Michael Blake. Is that a graphic that our, our fans can buy and do uh, do with it as they will? Oh, Perhaps. This is phase one. Phase we'll one. see what's happening with the... Uh, Phase two and three and four. Koi uh, says, Ryan, that was gorgeous. Excellent work. I agree. It was well really done. awesome. I love well that. Uh, my bouncing head. That's right. I hope you guys enjoy that. It will be a new staple every week. Okay, but now we got some TV time to talk about. Man, is there a lot of TV happening. Yo, yo, yo. I'm rereading Watchmen. It's so good. It's so and good. I just rewatched the movie. Oh, my God, Adam. I love Watchmen. I just do. Uh, but... The series premiere synopsis teases a season-long mystery for Watchmen uh, in an alternate America where police conceal their identities behind masks to protect themselves from a terrorist organization. Detective Angela Barr, Regina King, investigates the attempted murder of a fellow officer under the guidance of her friend and chief, Judd Crawford, Don Johnson. Meanwhile, the lord of a country estate uh, Jeremy Irons receives an anniversary gift from his loyal servant. Who we assume is Ozymandias from The Watchmen. I think it's more than an assumption. Right, but I understand that in the um, pilot episode is not officially named. It's not said I think on IMDb it is. Okay. I'm not positive though, Ryan, if you could check that for me. I'm also hearing that this is that Lindelof has said that this series is meant to exist in one season and it's not necessarily designed for three or four or five seasons. Let's see how the ratings do, and then we'll know how many seasons it will be. So do you think, with him saying that, do you think they're kind of setting it up for the fact that maybe they think... He is Ozymandias. Yeah, Uh, on IMDb, you're saying? On IMDb. Yeah. Oh, that must be right. And Jared Leto's got how many Joker films in production on IMDb? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, he does have two. He can't be wrong. Um, But they're in the light gray. This is in the black. I don't know what that means. I'm you curious know, you about You know when the show. font is black versus gray, and, uh-huh. and gray means, like, it's possibly in production, and black means, like, this is what's up? Oh, I didn't know that. I, that's my interpretation. Black is confirmed? <laughs> no, it's just more, like, pre-production, like, possible talks. Who knows? That's just my, my little eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this as well, Ryan. I yeah. think that... Uh, this takes 34 years, place 34 years after the Watchmen movie and book. Uh, something that people either love or hate about the the movie is that it is so true to the graphic novel, yeah. frame by frame by frame. And yeah. this show... Richard Nixon was president yep, for a long time. Um, and what we heard from Gibson uh, is... Uh, uh, Gibbons is that it's going to be so different. Uh, he looked. Dave Gibbons saw the pilot and was like, "I like this, but uh, it's very different mm-hmm. and not what I was expected." So you know, it, I think that I, we I, were I, I along wonder, for a wild ride. I love Damon Lindelof. I wonder if part of me is like Lindelof saying that it's meant to exist as a one season is perhaps him bracing people for you know something that might be divisive. What I think is that. He had no idea how long Lost was going to be, and it was very much so exposed. He didn't know how long The Leftovers was going to be, and it was, uh, in my opinion, gone too soon. And so I think he's trying to get ahead of it, like, I've got a plan. It's a season. 
I hope that. I hope that, and hopefully that'll drive people to watch it. And I, I do like the idea of a story being told in a season. I think t- I, I, too often, like we're just driven to the cliffhangers uh, of shows. Speaking yeah. of cliffhangers, uh, I don't know if y'all are watching Titans. I am, in fact. You're sir. caught up on Titans. I am. I this morning, I still have half an hour left of the current episode. Okay, I have not watched the current episode because I was out way too late last night, and I didn't get to binge all the DC TV Adam, I was supposed to. Rage his face off. I was a little bit raging Good my face for you. off. Um, yes, yeah, so um, Jason Todd's fate, apparently there was another vote that they had on DC Universe about whether he should live or die. I don't know if it was actually real or not. But uh, don't tell me, don't spoil it for me, but there was potentially another Jason Todd. Uh, as you, as many of you will remember, in 1988, DC Comics famously had a 900-number vote. That was what you paid for to vote back in the day. You also could call Will Smith DJ Jazzy Jeff, and they'd rap at you or something like that. Did you but, hear that Fresh Prince is possibly doing a uh, reboot? Not a reboot, a... Uh... Where are they now? A, a series? What's it called when it's not rebooting the? But you're doing a like an updated. Up. The, Will Smith is having a, a Fresh Prince se- series. Series. That's awesome. That's anyway. Great. Keep going. Uh, see uh, Gemini Man in theaters. Just not gonna, I'm not going to let you drop Will Smith and and Fresh Prince and not say that. <laughs> well, so when they did this, you could call in and people voted by a slim margin to have Joker beat Jason Todd to death. Uh, I remember it. It was great. Uh, And I guess they kind of did the same thing, although it's unclear as to whether that vote really affected anything because TV takes a long time to produce and the show was obviously in the can. Um, Are you liking it, Roxy? Yes, I am. I am. I love Doom Patrol. Okay. And that's how I feel when I watch Titans. Okay, but don't you like how, like, (laughs) superhero-y it is? Here's the the thing. Here's the thing. Adam, this week... Uh, Batwoman premiered, Supergirl came back, Black Lightning came back, Flash came back, and Arrow and Legends are still not back. What was your favorite uh, watching all those shows? Titans. Okay, yeah, me too. So here's my thing. I do like it fine. I think DC TV is at, for the last five years, an all-time low, which is so frustrating to me. Um, Not that anything is awful. It just is the CW shows are super mediocre right now, and it's bothering me. It's upsetting. So I think that Titans is better than mediocre, but it's not my favorite. I miss Doom Patrol. Does Supergirl have her new pantsuit? Yeah, and that was one of the best parts of the episode. She's, like, so cute and endearing. She's like, pants! Uh, <laughs> and, and does Flash awesome. get his new, cool, awesome-looking suit? Flash Be- does have his new suit, and it does look cool. I think the neck is a little strange. Okay. I don't like how the, the neck moves. Um, I gotta agree. I watched... Batwoman this week, and I did not like it very much. I know you did not. I liked like, it. I couldn't believe that Berlanti's production company is supposedly responsible for Batwoman and Titans. Because they are... Batwoman feels like they just, like, let all the second stringers write that show. Like, when you compare it to the first episode of Arrow, how brilliant was Arrow at first? It was so tight, and it had a very specific point of view with the flashbacks. Well, I, I believe It came it's... out of the gate. Batwoman, like, sluggishly, like, rolled... It was so just corny and, and just... Ugh. Egg for me. Egg. 
Uh, I'm sorry about the egg. That Let you're me feeling. explain to you why yeah. Batwoman is a stupid idea and why there should be no such thing as Batwoman existing. So I believe um, what's interesting about what you said is, in terms of the writing team, Caroline Drives is behind this. Caroline Drives from Smallville, and uh, I know her mostly from Vampire Diaries. I thought she did an excellent job with that series, uh, and she was the one who wrote the pilot episode. Uh, of this and is also on the producing team as well. And I thought that it actually, the script was pretty tight. Okay. Um, I think that some people in the chat will uh, agree with you. This was not the best pilot I've ever seen, but it certainly was not the worst. I thought it was totally was it serviceable. not the worst of DC pilots? No, I, I did not. I did not think it was the worst of DC. I think pilots. it was the worst DC pilot. I did not. Uh, I thought Super, at least I can. Remember I thought Supergirl had an awful pilot. I thought that Legends did not have a good pilot. I I didn't. I think it's on par with mm-hmm. Arrows, which I didn't love. I did love Flash's pilot. Um, but I think that this, it was fine. It was serviceable. I think Ruby Rose needs a little bit of accent work. Uh, and, you know, I think it was good. I really like the character Mary. I like what they're doing with the villain. I thought that Gotham looked pretty cool. And I'm excited to see going forward. I, If you're going to have an opinion on the show, my one thing is watch it. If you're going to have an opinion, then you have to have seen the pilot. Because the amount of people I saw tweeting who did not see the pilot, who were tweeting about how atrocious the show was, piss off, friends. Piss off, sir. Um, Okay, so that's Batwoman. The rest of the shows this week, Adam, uh, lackluster, does not even describe. Even the Flash uh, premiere. Even it was the Supergirl premiere, Flash premiere, Black Lightning premiere. And nothing really, like, grabbed you and sucked you fine, in. fine, fine. Fine. Um, does it ta- uh, temper your enthusiasm for Crisis on Infinite Earths? No. That I'm stoked about. So a couple of w- words about that. We saw Burt Ward. Okay, so here's a, a, a more Brandon Routh pictures. Anybody that sees any picture of the Brandon Routh kingdom come, how are you not begging for something more with that? Like a one-off? Like, why can't they just do like... Just like they do, just imagine with me, okay? People, close your eyes and imagine with me. We live in a world where we can have a Joker spinoff movie. Can we not, please, have like a made-for-TV, like, four-episode Kingdom Come thing with Brandon Routh as Batman? I mean, as Superman. As Batman. I, 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 I thought Batman because also we got in, in Crisis News uh, a Gotham Gazette high school picture with Michael Keaton a, a, a direct reference to Bruce Wayne, uh, a Michael Keaton appearance. Like this is the first sign that we're seeing of the movies, movies. crossing into well, this crisis. It's and Brandon so Routh, yeah, we're seeing a couple movie right, things. Right, right. Well, yeah, Brandon Routh. Um, yes, before yes. we talk a little bit more about this, shout out to Sean Cal and his second super chat, Sean Cal twenty six, Doug Batwoman. Looking forward to more. Good, good. excited about that. Uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not losing faith in Crisis. I'm very excited for Crisis. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Christ is going to be great. I already am on board for more Brandon Routh as Superman. I think he looks so great in that costume. I just I can't say it enough. And I can't. Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne Tamara marry Socialite. Who? Who is he marrying in that headline? I don't know. I can't see it. Okay. Um, speaking of Wayne, though. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. Wow, yeah, Selena Kyle. So he gets to marry Michelle Pfeiffer. It's so sweet. That's amazing. Uh, speaking of Wayne, different kind of Wayne, but Wayne Brady was actually cast as DC Comics Gravedigger on Black Lightning. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Black. Oh, that's cool. He's Black really Lightning funny. could use a little bit of new blood in there. So let's see what they got. Because telling you, Adam, CW, got to shake things up. We got to shake it up. Uh, DC, you have owned the TV corner for so long. You can't stop now. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe at the end of Crisis, like, all those shows will just go away. They'll all be No, they're all going to merge and be amazing. 
Maybe. Super shows. Um, that's pretty much it for TV time, Adam. I think Adam. that's all we really had to talk about, guys. Uh, wow, this has been uh, in fun, and it's been enlightening, and uh, looking forward to the future. Uh, Roxy, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Also, just so everybody knows, uh, Mike Kalinowski will be back on the show. He's been working his butt off. We've been getting a lot of tweets about that, but you can find him at Mike Kalinowski. Still find Johnny at Jay Quasto on social media because uh, he's over at the WWE now. We're so proud of him, but he still is in our text chat, uh, chain, which should make you guys happy. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me late at night when you pass out on your couch and you wake up and the TV is drifted oh, off into some infomercial about an air fryer or an indoor grill oh, or even a Hoover Smartwash. That's me. I'm in your dreams. You can find me at Adam Gertler. We'll see you next time on DC Movie News. This is Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals. 